All right. Hello and welcome to episode 16. I think it's 16. Is it 16? Is it 15 or 16? Oh, let, let, there's one way to find out. Let's let's let me check. But this is episode 15. 15. It's not yeah. 16. So I'm getting ahead of yourself. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm jumping ahead. But this is a very special episode today because today we're dedicating this episode to Miss Betty White, who just turned 99 today on the date of this recording. Happy birthday, Betty. Happy birthday, Betty White. And also, I want to say she shares a birthday with local comedian and good friend of mine, Josh Bowdit Bowton. All right. Bowdit's happy birthday, Josh. His, happy birthday, Josh Bowdit's not his r- real middle name. I just call him Josh Bowdit Bowton because I think that's funny. But anyway, we're going to talk about Betty White for a bit. I got a, some, some articles up that I, I saw online so so i'm i'm one degree of separation from betty white really yes so okay i'm friends with kathy fisher okay and uh kathy fisher's husband is ron wasserman who is the composer for uh one of the shows that betty's on i think it was hot in seattle is that the name of it i'm not sure, not sure. um anyway so yeah uh i'm friends with fisher and fisher's friends with betty so yeah all right well the article i got is from news 19 and out of huntsville alabama no read this it says the the headline is betty white marks 99th birthday sunday up late as she wants so (laughs) we're, we're gonna read a little bit of the article so true to form betty white has something impish to say about her birthday sunday since i'm turning 99 i can stay up as late as i want without asking permission yeah maybe not do the voices yeah that's the don't do the voices yeah maybe not do the voices (laughs) you 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 would do the betty white voice better i feel you know i may maybe i'm actually a huge betty white fan i've been trying to get her autograph forever oh wow if betty white ever send us an autograph uh, I, I requested one a long time ago, uh, and I never heard back. But yeah, I I, I love Betty White. I remember, um, God, I remember growing up and watching her on several like game shows and that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, of course, she was in Mama's Family. She played Ellen, and uh, along with uh, Rue McCallaghan, uh, Rue McCallaghan played uh, Aunt Fran. And then, you know, I, I forgot all about Mama's Family. Mama's Family was awesome. Mama's Family was awesome. It I was. I own all eight seasons of that on DVD. That's oh like one of my, like in a burning fire. I'm grabbing my Mama's Family collection. <laughs> like that's how much I love that show. Fuck the family pictures. Get the DVD box set of Mama's Family. Exactly. No, my Switch and my and my my uh, box set of Mama's Family. Hell yeah. So the the article goes on to say it says White's Loki plans are going to include feeding a pair of ducks that regularly visit her Los Angeles area home. Her birthday meal will be a hot dog and French fries brought in along with a bouquet of roses by her longtime friend and agent Jeff Witches. You know, and she. I remember uh, seeing some of her stand-up. Um, I believe it was from the 50s. Maybe my, I think it was from the 50s. 
Oh wow. No, she's she's funny. She's really, oh, yeah, really funny. Yeah, she's she's been around for for ages. She's ninety nine years old. She's about to be what is it called? We we talked about this on an episode or so ago. Octate octa something for octogenarian oh, for octogenarian 80. is eighty. Is it I'm, centigenarian? I'm not sure. Would it be it, cent- I, I believe it is centigenarian, yeah. Centigenarian, okay. We don't know. You can fact check us and you can send us an email at thorninmysidepodcast at gmail dot com if you want to correct us. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's a great way to work the email in. Exactly. It's the, the, just plug the email. So, something I usually like to do. I mean, we've talked about Betty White. Do you have anything else to add on Betty White? Uh, no, except I, I hope that she gets to live uh, for many, many years to come. Yeah, yeah, she, definitely. She's a, she's a national treasure, and uh, I, I just I really adore her. I have to say, like, I was looking at one of these articles, and I scrolled down, and I'm sharing my screen, so there's an article about Vanna White, but it's not the article that got me, it's the picture, so I'm going to scroll down, and I'm going to let you see it, and I kind of want to get your reaction to this, because I I was just like, okay, but, okay, where, I hope it's still down here, there we go, after two marriages, Vanna White found real love. Is it this guy in the picture? I don't know. But good I, for her. Good for her. I don't know. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you don't want to say anything because you're too nice. But I was like, crap, I didn't know zombies were a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible person. I can't help it. You just can't help insulting people. I can't. I'm sorry. He's probably it's okay. He's probably doing way better than I am. Let's be oh, fucking real. Oh, literally, almost anyone is. So yeah, exactly. So I'm not punching yeah. down. I'm not punching down. <laughs> Dig up, stupid. Exactly. I'm uppercutting. I'm not punching down, bro. i'm not punching down at all (laughs) so i've got some articles that i've saved i want to talk about we talked about that one last week but you know if he's doing so well for himself maybe he could afford to like i don't know attach a rubber band or a scrunchie to the back of his head kind of pull all that up a little bit If, if if you guys could see the picture, if that's was, what is that what you were going for? Is that is that kind of what you wanted? He just like the dude looks scary to me. I'm like, holy he, crap! He looks like he's a, he looks like he's trying to get a ring from Elvira, <laughs> yes. and um and rule the, the, the rule the dark with it. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I've like got a couple articles saved though. The first one I've saved is, I just found this interesting, that the U.S. recently carried out its first execution on a female inmate since 1953. Huh. Yeah, you want to you wanna check this article out? Yeah, well, let's, let's dig into that. Well, well, let's dig on into it. We've got, uh, we've got this one, another one from News Channel 19 out of Huntsville, Alabama. So she looks like, in the picture, that she's... She looks like she's uh, taking a dump. She looks a little. She looks like she's a little shocked. Yeah, because they wouldn't you be if somebody walked in and took a picture of you or taking a dump? I mean, I don't know what she's doing in that picture, but she's missing her chin. 
Um, <laughs> where'd it go? She's where's your chin? Where'd it go? You know, it, it, I bet you anything someone was playing got their note, got your nose with her, and then they just never gave it back except they got her chin. <laughs> they got her chin. <laughs> okay, so it looks like this happened in Kansas City, oh, Missouri. I know this. Oh, this yeah. is the, I know the story. Okay, so this was the the woman who. Uh, she went. She met up on Facebook or something, and she murdered the the, mis- the pregnant woman by cutting the baby out of her womb. Yeah, good death to her. Yeah, it says early Wednesday, the federal government executed Lisa Montgomery, a Kansas woman convicted of murdering a pregnant Missouri woman and cutting her baby from her womb. Yes, that's that's what she did. So that's kind of freaking crazy. Yeah, taking her chin was the. Just the minor thing compared to what they could have. So she was the first woman put to death by the federal government in more than 60 years. And apparently several judges granted Montgomery a stay of execution. The first came late Monday, just hours before she was originally scheduled to be put to death. But on Tuesday, an appeals court and the U.S. Supreme Court rejected each of them one by one. And I'm guessing they... Looks like they... Gave her lethal injection where we, yeah. she was pronounced dead at one thirty one a.m. Good for yeah. her. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I'm i not like super de-duper pro-death, you know, like all, all of that, like the whole um, uh, capital punishment. I'm, I'm not like 100% for it. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know... I guess a, a special case. She did some something very very crazy. And she did something like very absolutely heinous. That's like absolutely heinous. I mean, she at least she got caught after she did it one time, and she wasn't like a freaking serial killer. Or yeah, something I mean that's that's true. That's like a thing that would have probably became something to do with serial. If she hadn't have done it through Facebook and all that shit, there are chances she could have gotten away with it because one, it wouldn't have been logged on the internet. And two, I mean, let's face it. If you commit a crime or an act of violence on somebody that you have nothing to do with and don't know, you're more likely to get away with that. It's true. It's yeah. true. And, it's, and, and you know, here's the thing. It's like a double, it's like a double edged sword on, on one hand, I really feel like we need a lot more, um, a lot more systems in place in our country to prevent things like this from happening. Like we need good mental health. We need um, programs. We need good uh, outreach programs. We need uh, people instead of going to jail immediately going into um, programs that let them rehabilitate. Right. Yeah. To prevent this stuff from like, from really happening. But then again, on the other side of that coin, we also have for profit prisons that when the prisons are built, that you know you have to sign like a, a basically an agreement saying that they're going to be filled to x capacity so but most it, of them are overcrowded yeah i know no i know and so you know you you end up you end up having this like i think it's tdp i think is the name of the builder it's from it's out of tennessee that builds the prisons yeah but um it, it's so long as we have like the idea of a for-profit prison, we're going to have people to put in there. They got to have people to put in there. Well, yeah, you got to have people to put in there, but you're you're also going to have a society or a, a, a rather a group of people who don't want others to get rehabilitated. Yeah, you know, 
because you know they're making profit off yeah, of it's, it's being just there. like there's no money in cures why, why would they want to re rehabilitate people when they can put them in a cycle of going in and out of the system and, and the other the other thing that bothers me is that we have a lot of labor that is done inside of prisons um I was reading that the guidance systems for Tomahawk missiles are actually built in prisons. What? Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. That um, is definitely crazy. And now, so, you know, that's that's insane. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the article some more, and it looks like they, there's some statements that were made. The family of the victim of Bobby Joe Stennett, they didn't respect to reporters or provide any type of written statement, but Montgomery's lawyer did. So I'm going to read what this this crazy bitch said because it seems kind of fucked up. She's like the craven bloodlust of a failed administration was on full display tonight. Kelly Henry, one of Montgomery's attorneys, said in a statement, everyone who participated in the execution of Lisa Montgomery should feel shame. Why would you feel shame? For killing a 52-year-old woman who was f convicted of killing a 23-year-old woman. And it was in the town of Skidmore, Missouri, which that that's kind of a funny name for a town. I don't know how so, it came about that name. But, yeah, that's that. like I don't see look, what this lawyer is on. Like here's, here's my question. If everyone who participated in the execution of Lisa Montgomery should feel shame, then how should Lisa Montgomery feel? Lisa Montgomery should also feel an immense amount of shame. And what about the family? Shouldn't they also feel an immense amount of shame? I, here's the thing. You can't, it, Code of Hammurabi, you cannot keep pulling eyes out. I mean, eventually everyone yeah. will be blind, right? Exactly. I understand that. So, um, and, and again, I'm mostly against the death penalty. I absolutely understand that too. But you have to look at the nature of the crime. And that is that this woman came and she lured this woman there. And uh, I think it was, I think she was trying to buy, if I, I don't, I remember reading this article years ago. I, it was either like baby clothes or a baby stroller or something like that. Um, and then she gutted her. She literally gutted yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, she the, the Montgomery got off easy because she got lethal injection when she used a rope to strangle Stennett, who was eight months pregnant, and then cut the baby out of the womb with a kitchen knife. That's yeah. freaking crazy. And then on top of that, she took the child with her and attempted to pass the girl off as her own. And the baby, yeah. the baby grew up. The baby, the just turned sixteen. It says it. That's insane to me. And also, here's the other thing. You know, I, I, I hate to say this, and this sounds like like I'm kind of... But adoption, right? Like, yeah. adoption is such an easy... Like, just such an... Not really necessarily an easy. I mean, it's a strict and whatever process, and you have to go through several hoops. But adoption exists for a reason. And there are children out there who desperately want to be loved and cared for, and they want to be in a family... And she didn't have to murder someone to get one. Yeah, I mean, it looks like the, the legal team had argued that she's not mentally competent and shouldn't be executed. It was like they said she suffered sexual torture, including gang rapes as a child, permanently scarring her emotionally and exacerbating mental health issues that ran in her family. But that's still not an excuse you could get help for that. Well, and here's the thing. Um... 
we all, all of us at some point in our lives have suffered trauma. It's our response to that trauma is, is, is what shapes us, right? Like, yeah. you know, just because I, I get that she was hurt and I'm sorry that she was hurt. I, I, I understand that 100%, but that doesn't give her the right to turn around and murder someone, steal their baby and then raise it as her own. Yeah, I mean, clearly that baby would have nothing in common with her. This woman doesn't yeah, have a chin. Exactly. I was going to say that baby probably had a chin, a very nice and defined chin. But we have gave this stupid, fucking, horrible, dead bitch too much play already. Let's move on to something else. This is going to hit close home to you. Oh, yeah, the U.S. Command. The, yeah. the U.S. Space Command is going to be headquartered in Huntsville, Alabama. Lived there space for like Command. 15 years. Space Command. You can go get a job at Space Command. Join Space Force, guy. The per- uh, You know, I don't think I will. <laughs> well, the permanent headquarters of the U.S. Space Command is going to be located right down the street from you. Yeah, that's true. literally right down the street for me. I think, yeah, it's going to be on the Redstone Arsenal. So, I mean, that's going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like big. right down Jordan. That, yeah. That's very big for Huntsville, Alabama, because they, like, people don't think there's a lot of technological shit in the South, but Huntsville, Alabama is probably one. Huntsville is one of the number one leaders of technology in the nation. Huntsville. It's the fifth the fifth fastest growing town in the nation. Well, I mean, that's where Werner von Braun one was. And he's the reason that there is they, that we went to the moon. He's the reason why we celebrate space Christmas. Yeah. Space Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Werner von Braun. We know the SS on your chest stood for super smart. Because because he was a Nazi scientist, if you didn't yeah. know that, guys. Yeah, he was he was a Nazi scientist. And he and was part of the SS, but his like, as I said, his SS stands for super smart. He very, very quickly capitulated once he got over here. Um, oh, I'm sure he did. He was probably like, yeah, uh, I'm going to I'm going to fall in line. So he. um <laughs> I actually I've, I've toured the museum. I've read the you know the plaques and all the stuff about him, and like he's a very interesting guy. He's a very very smart person. Um, oh yeah, he like designed the rocket thrusters that mm-hmm. got us to the moon. I mean, of yeah. course he's smart. Yep, I mean you know you you got to have that in order to uh, to design rocket thrusters. It's true. Like you can't just you can't just like duct tape that shit together. It no, will explode. No, you can't. But that's that's definitely. Big for the city of Huntsville. It, I, it always, you know, I lived there for like going on almost 15 years and that city was, that was my city for a while, you know. I don't even know how long I've been here. Like, oh, probably uh, a while. Almost 20 years. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, easily, years. easily, easily. Now, here's one. I got this next article is uh, about something that's around here near me that I definitely want to go check out. Oh yeah. Now a pandemic in 2020. Now dinosaurs in Roseville. In tw- the- oh, they're gonna put dinosaurs there. The- apparently, like apparently the I ca- I'm gonna read the article. Roseville, California. The eye catching sights popping up next to the All American Speedway in Roseville were creating a buzz along Washington Boulevard on Wednesday. That's because life size dinosaurs were popping up 
as part of the setup for an eight-day Jurassic Empire event, which opens Thursday afternoon. Okay, let me stop you right there. I want to call out the science community right the fuck now. We want dinosaurs. We know you can make dinosaurs. Fucking stop being pussies, okay? Yes, please. If 2020 has taught me anything, is that we can survive almost anything. Fucking bring on the dinosaurs. For Look, no, I am totally with this because... Why would you just want to have your boring nine to five job when you would also have to worry about getting ate by a tyrannosaurus? Right. And look, okay. look, you know, humans, we're apex predators. We would find a way to tame dinosaurs and we would get to fucking ride dinosaurs to work. That's fossil fuels, man. We don't even need gas anymore. We can fucking ride the dinosaurs. That's true. That's absolutely true. And you know what the other thing is? You know the other thing is that we would be able to have a pet brontosaurus. And I know the brontosaurus didn't really exist, but come on, we're already remaking dinosaurs, so wait, let's remake the brontosaurus. Wait, the brontosaurus didn't exist? I thought it was the triceratops that didn't actually it's, exist. It's the brontosaurus. So like, Really? Yes, it's it's actually referenced in a couple of Pokemon Um uh, generation or in a pokemon generation i should say which i believe was sword, sword and shield but essentially what happened was is that uh a lot of times or sometimes uh paleontologists wouldn't they, they would get to a dig site and they would accidentally mix the bones up of one creature from another uh. and so like they had a land animal and they basically put the neck of a plesiosaur, which is a, a seafaring animal, onto. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm aware of what a plesiosaurus is. I know. Yeah, what onto. You know your dinosaurs. I played 30, almost 4,000 hours of Ark Survival Evolved. I know my dinosaurs, guy. All right. So, yeah, they, they, they basically mixed a plesiosaur with some sort of land animal and got the brontosaurus. Wow. So but then there are the big land dinosaurs like the brachiosaurus and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, pet brontosauruses for the win. Um, now, I realize I'm going to have to have, like, an entire forest to feed them. Like, I get that, right? But, but you know, that's that's on the forest. That's, that's on the forest. That's not on me. But if you come to California, yes, we now have dinosaurs in Roseville, said David Attaway. He's with the Placker Valley Tourism. He says they're excited to have and happy to provide some form of safe entertainment to our community. It's called, apparently, Jurassic Empire and billed as the largest, most realistic dinosaur drive through event ever seen in California. That is the most specific billing. The largest, most realistic dinosaur drive through event ever seen in California. You're just, like, pigeonholing that into just... So obviously what they're saying is, is yes, there are, are realistic dinosaurs drive through events and yes, they are elsewhere, but this is the biggest one for us yeah. guys. It is probably the, well, I don't know of any others. I know there 60... is, there's, there's a dinosaur that was from Pee Wee's, one of the Pee Wee movies. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, right? Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I think. Yeah. I've actually been to that. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's in California. I think it's somewhere in Southern California or something like that. But, yeah, I've been to that. But I definitely want to go check this out sometime. Maybe I'll go check it out and come back. You and should take pictures and post it to our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I might have to do that, get a, get a group of comedians and go up there and check it out. But 60 moving life-size dinosaurs, I mean, that is actually really impressive. That, that's pretty freaking cool, and I'd like to go and see if I could name them all. Because I know my know my stuff about the dinosaurs. As I Paleontologist Thorn. Oh yeah, I'm a 
I'm a paleontologist because I've played video games. And then you, you go in and you're like, yeah, I can't tell you what they eat or what their habitats are, but I can tell you one thing. This one's weak against shock rounds. I'm like, I can tell you what kind of kibble it takes to tame that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we got to go get a bunch of dodo eggs to tame this. <laughs> oh. Yeah, if only those weren't extinct. Oh, God, right. flaw in your plan much. So we got another one. This is, uh, we're going back over to, looks like the Huntsville Times. So this one, Alabama man finds $300,000 worth of heroin in a car bought at a Tennessee government auction. Now this guy fucking got a deal, I bet. I wonder how much he paid for the car. I don't know, but. I and I wonder if he got to keep the heroin. I would guess not. Probably I would not. think probably not. Okay, let's 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 two kilos of heroin. Let's dive into the article. So, a Madison County man looking for a good deal on a car literally got more than he bargained for when he purchased one through a government auction. Two kilos of heroin, according to authorities. So okay, like at that point, I would just be thinking, you know, I need a spoon and I need a syringe. Yes. No. So and a tourniquet. It shows how much you paid for the car. He's like the guy's name, I guess, Rick Joyner, went to a government auction in Tennessee to get his foster son, Tyrese Allen, a car. Using the government auction site, he purchased a Ford Taurus for five hundred dollars that had been taken in a drug seizure. Yes, this guy got got a a deal. deal. He should not he should have just sold the heroin if it was worth thirty thousand dollars. I mean, he could have probably got in contact with him. All he had to do was drive up to what, Portland? Yeah, he could have done it legally. He just had to make it to Oregon. Easy. Easy. So Now, uh, now okay, we're not, obviously, we're joking. We're not, like, you know, saying that drug trafficking is cool. But if you're a drug trafficker. But it is kind of badass. <laughs> I'm just I kidding. Mean, I mean, it is in the sense that most of the drug trafficking is up your ass. Right, like, <laughs> like stitches said, I'm gonna put cocaine in your ass, and 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 like I said, cocaine is like the most normal thing that's ever been up there. So bring it on. <laughs> so it looks like he says the car was full of junk and all kinds of stuff, but he was not told that anything inside was his now. And wait, he was told that anything inside was his now, and not to worry. Nah, we got it all. Don't worry about it. He was told. After towing the car back to Alabama, they popped the trunk and found a Walmart bag inside, Joyner told the station. Inside the bag were two bundles heavily taped. I was looking he says, I was looking at it and I thought, something don't look right with this, he said. The bundles were turned over to the Madison County Sheriff's Office, who said they contained about two kilos of heroin worth approximately thirty thousand dollars. Well, three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. Oh, th- three hundred thousand. I'm sorry. So that guy could have made oh t- a lot of money. He could have made a lot. He could that he could have bought like another like he could have bought ten more Tauruses with heroin in them and just. <laughs> <laughs> and just got out ahead. He'd be ahead of the game. You know, I, I, I agree with you. Um, but let's go back to something. Can you really not take $500 away from 300000 I could, but I just don't want to. It's like 2999500 right? There you go. Okay. I just, did, just didn't want to say all that. 
<laughs> I'm that bad at math. <laughs> you did it. You did, I did it. it. I did it. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> all right. That was a, I thought that yeah, was. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. Like, could you imagine all the crazy things that you get, that you find when you buy someone else's junk, you know? Yeah. Like, like you never know. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time we went to an auction in Prospect and we got like one of those boxes that just had like a bunch of junk in it. Um, and usually they would auction those off for like five or $10 and whatever was in it, you got to keep, right? Yeah. And so anyway, um, we, we would sometimes find like jewelry, like actual like nice jewelry, earrings, uh, or like one earring is what we found. Um, just random stuff that people don't realize is in, in the box when you, you know, when they sell it. Uh, sometimes you come out ahead on that. I, I think that's, you know, that's part of the appeal of like people who buy like the electronics boxes from Amazon or whatever. They buy yeah. like, you know, here's a $30 Amazon electronics box. Let's see what's in it. Sometimes they get lucky and they get like rare deals that, that you never would have thought was inside the box. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I think he did the right thing in turning it over, obviously. Yeah, but... obviously, because if he would have got caught with the heroin, it would have just came back on him. Oh, God, I yeah. I mean, it's, it's heroin. It's still illegal, even though they're like, no, anything in the car is yours. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's, it, that's, it's it's freaking it, hilarious. What would it, what would have been funnier is if they're like, "No, nah, everything's in the car. Everything in the car is yours." And then they hand him the keys, and just as soon as he takes the keys, they pull their guns. I was like, "Hands on the ground! <laughs> Hands on the ground!" <laughs> we think you've been smuggling heroin. What oh my god, that would be so. Fun. We got to fill up these for-profit prisons. <laughs> they're not overcrowded enough. I don't. Oh, I got another article we can talk about now i don't know why i added this but maybe it's because birds aren't real <laughs> fake u.s leg band gets pigeon or reprieve in australia you've heard of the subreddit birds aren't real right uh no it's I've not but i have now that people it's it started out as a joke but i think people actually started believing it the the joke oh, is yeah. that like birds are actually not real they're like government surveillance drones. survive yeah yeah. Yeah, that I've heard about, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, apparently a pigeon that Australia declared a biosecurity risk has received a reprieve after a U.S. bird organization declared its identified identifying leg band was fake. The, so, yeah. he a biosecurity risk. I wonder what that means. Um, sounds like... It was a racing pigeon... A racing pigeon. He, He's he like the flew eight thousand miles. Wow. From that's Oregon. amazing. That's amazing. That is crazy. I didn't know that they could fly that far. That's that's fascinating. Like there there had to be something they could land out in the ocean though, because there's no way you could fly eight thousand miles unless I guess they got in the jet stream and like floated on the. The shit like that. I don't know how birds work. You know they're. Oh, right. okay. I see. So the bird band in Australia is counterfeit and was not traceable. They do not need to kill him. So basically, the blue bar that they saw was actually not. It did not belong to the bird that was pictured in the photo. Oh, so somebody put a different thing on there, just trying. Yeah, to someone set, put a different band on him. Set the bird up and get it killed. That's very interesting. You know, that's that's like one of those movies where like. 
uh, Keanu Reeves is in it, and he's you know he's like going somewhere, and then they give him this identifying thing, and they put it on him, and they're like, when he gets there, he's like, oh, this means you're with the opposite group. We got to kill you now. And then Keanu Reeves kills everyone. That's how that movie works out. <laughs> it's like John Wick with birds. John Wick with birds, exactly. But then he feels bad about it because sad Keanu. Yes, sad Keanu. Let's move on to the next article I got. This one is a uh, no. I no. You, you don't want to no, do that. No. No. I'm not no. gonna do that one. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. All right. How about this? This is a feel good. No. One. Here's the thing. Like, I, rape is one of those. It's those tricky, to- tricky topics. Nobody ever wants to talk about it. You have to make them. They're, it's it's, not, re, it's a really forced topic. I get it. It's a forced topic. You have to make people talk about it. You have to force them to do it. I don't yeah. want to. Let's not open that bag. Yeah. Let's not open that bag. But this one. This one right here, I can get behind this one because okay. I, I like this guy as an artist. Uh, the, Actually, this, before we get into this, I, I read some, I read an article this week that that made my stomach turn a little bit. Uh-oh. A guy in the UK threw away his hard drive, right? Uh-huh. The hard drive had his crypto key to <gasps> his... Oh, yeah, with the Bitcoin. With Bitcoin in it. And you know how much those Bitcoins are worth? Billions, right? Like 200 million. Oh, Wow. Like he, I, 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 he's been trying and trying and trying to um, dig up the landfill so yeah. that he can get the hard drive because he's hoping that you know the hard drive can be repaired or it still works. Yeah, but his hard drive's been thrown away I think since 2013. And like, I get it, I understand. Uh, but but dude, like man, that that would that would be some that would be some hard milk to swallow right there. Can he like freaking email somebody and get a password? Well, he's been. That? I. Don't I don't know. I don't know. I think the way it works is that the crypto key works with the hardware itself. So I think that would be unlikely. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I uh, I actually have another uh, Bitcoin story. Uh, this this girl that I or this woman that I follow, Ali Spagnola, um, on YouTube, she was given 50 Bitcoin to make a painting like years ago. And then she just kind of forgot about it. She's like, whatever, Bitcoin, you know, it doesn't matter. And then so she checks it this year and she's got like 40 grand in Bitcoin. Oh, wow. Yeah. So congrats to her for that. Like, That's crazy. Okay, Post Malone. Yes, Post Malone. We're going to talk about Post Malone. I like this guy. Like his music's pretty good. I've seen him in some interviews. He seems like a really laid back, chill dude. He's I think he's pretty young. He's probably in his mid twenties, but Post Malone donates ten thousand pairs of Crocs to frontline medical workers across the country. Oh, good for him, man. Yeah. It's like rapper Post Malone donated ten thousand pairs of his sold out crocs to hospital caregivers and staff all over the country working in the front lines of the COVID nineteen pandemic. People reports that Malone, he's 25, and the Crocs partnered with the nonprofit Musicians on Call to give Malone's duet Max Clog Two Shoes to workers in 70 facilities across the country. Dude, that's definitely a clap out to you, man. Like, yeah, congratu- yeah. Congratulations. A, that, hell yeah. Good luck here, the Post Malone. You know, here's the thing. We talk about all the time how there's no like billionaires that are ethical and, you know, anything like that. That, yeah. you know, I like to see stories like this where people actually are doing something with their fame, with their money to actually help people, you know, that are that are in need. Yeah. Like he's 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 a young dude. He's young yeah. and successful. I mean, he's he's got enough money to where he can have face tattoos, so he's got the fuck you money. So Well, and here's the thing. I was just looking at those face tattoos and I was just thinking to myself, he's like the opposite of stitches. Like 
like the anti-stitch, if you will. Oh, uh, he's actually talented, so. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, but the anti-stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he doesn't sing about putting cocaine in your ass or anything like that. He's actually, he's a really good artist, and if you haven't checked him out, you're probably living under a rock, but, yeah, definitely. I, I am apparently people. living under a rock. I've never really? heard a single, I've never, never heard a single Post Malone song. You know what? Maybe later we'll have to listen to a little snip of one. I don't know which one I li- would uh, would listen to though. I can't think of. I, like I've heard of him. I just yeah, I you've heard him. of him. You just you probably heard one of his songs and not, and, and not even realized it because he's yeah. he's played on the radio pretty pretty heavily. I do not listen to the radio as a rule. I don't really, but th- we're, we've already talked about Miss Betty White. That's the next article. But, but this this one right here, I want to jump into this. Because have you heard anything about this whole Army Hammer cannibalism scandal? No. (laughs) I haven't heard that much just other the articles than I see. But Army Hammer, you know the guy, I think he was from, uh, what is it? Uh, Was it the Long Ranger, Lone Ranger or? Yeah, he was in the Lone Ranger and Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, and and something else. Yeah, yeah, it says it right there. Call Me By Your Name star. Huh. So, So. Do you want to read this? Last week, unverified screen grabs of extremely lurid text messages alleged, allegedly sent by actor Army Hammer between 2016 and 2020 were posted by the Instagram account uh, House of Effie, which also compiled nearly half a dozen examples of women who claimed to have had an affair with Hammer while he was married. Some of the fantasies contained in the screenshots, screen grabs were dark, to say the least, and one hammer professes his desire to bite pieces off of the recipient and eat her heart. Wow. In another, he says, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. Wow. Freaking. So, please, hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> I mean. Army hammer, man. That dude, I guess, is big if true i don't know that's crazy so it's important to note that the screenshots have not been verified and hammer himself has denied that they are legitimate so here's the thing um does i mean does that does that sound like something i don't know man i mean that's crazy they haven't apparently his representatives haven't responded and to a request for comment, yet after the celebrity gossip on Instagram account, what the hell is that word? Ducksmoy amplified them. They instantaneously went viral with people Demoy. on Twitter. Oh yeah, Demoy. Twitter joking about his sexual pl- proclivities and TikTok making videos of Hammer dancing set to Kesha's Cannibal. <laughs> so you know, here's the thing, I. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to lean on, this is probably not real. This is probably just one of those things. We, like, we live in an age now where anything can be faked, especially when deep yeah. fakes and things like that are just readily available. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if 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 true, he's got a little bit of Dahmer in him. Just a she, little bit of Dahmer. Just a, well, Dahmer didn't really want to do that shit. Dahmer was just a fucked up guy. This guy just sounds like he might like it if that's the case. Well, that's true. Dahmer just wanted the perfect sex slave to stay there with him forever. And drilling someone in the head and yeah. pouring acid into it is the way to do that, apparently. Yeah. And then, like, them. one of the people get away and the cops, like, gave the person that got away back to him. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember 
Yeah, he was running down the road. He found the cops. He had blood running down him, and he was like begging them to to help him. And they were just like, "Yeah, no, go go back to the dude." And then Dahmer killed him and ate him. Yep. Oh, Jeffrey Dahmer. He sounds like kind of like wanting to chew off something on somebody. That's some Andre Chicatello shit. Because that guy was, uh, I think they said that guy chewed on a nipple. He didn't. You know, he didn't eat it. He just chewed on it. He said he this, wasn't a cannibal. Actually, reminds me of a oh, and, and that's what somewhat a great way to mutilate someone else's body. Uh, so anyway, um, and this reminds me of a story that is actually right up your alley. Uh huh. Um, apparently, there's a, a guy in France. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he couldn't stop eating, and he would eat literally anything. Yeah. And so, um. He, his parents basically gave, like, put him in a home. They couldn't deal with him anymore. Yeah. And he was studied by a lot of people. They couldn't figure out why he was eating, like, literally everything. He was at one point recruited um, by the French army to smuggle messages by eating them. And he, later on in his life, was kicked out of a home when he where he was being researched because a i think 19 month old child went missing and it was suspected that he had eaten it oh wow um and they had already found him multiple times in the morgue trying to eat the corpses that is crazy you think after you caught him once you'd like do something with him that's very interesting so he just like he just couldn't and i just imagine like like they walk in, like the mortician walks in, he's like eating on a femur and they like grab like a spray bottle and like, get, get. Yeah. And then like Benny Hill music plays. <laughs> they like hit him with a newspaper and yakety sax starts playing their runner. Exactly. The That's exactly the song. Table. Yeah. <laughs> oh, moving on. Let's take it to space. NASA attempt to burrow into Mars met two insurmountable obstacles, cement like soil and an unexpected energy shortage. So, cement-like soil, all I got to say on this, what if that's just like the uh, pavement that was up there when Mars was actually <laughs> a habitable planet and we fucking destroyed it before we came to Earth? That's just my whole take on that, but I don't know. That's, so, that's... if it's cement-like soil, then I guess that means that at some point there was moisture there to mix with? Possibly. I, I guess, well, I mean, we know that there was rivers and shit there already, but... Well, um, that just sounds like an interesting soil composition to me. I mean, it's possible that it, my theory could be right. It could have been habited oh, like, I, I, billions, 100%, of, billions I, of years ago. I'm off. I'm on that crazy train that believes that both Mars and Venus were at some point inhabited, and we're, this is like our third shot. You think so, really? I mean, Mars why not? and Venus? I mean, yeah. They say, uh, what is it, men are from Mars, women are from Venus? Well, here's the thing. Venus, uh, we obviously we can't send anything there because it has crushing, crush, absolutely crushing um, atmospheric density. Um, but it got that way through, um, I guess, global warming sort of things, and obviously it's very, very close to the sun. So you know that that's probably the scientific reason for it being that way. But I just yeah. like the idea. And again, conspiracy theorists here. I just like the idea that it was inhabited and that they ruined the planet and then, you know, went on. Obviously, I, I don't, I take that with a grain of salt. I'm not sitting here saying that that's 100% true. Yeah. 
Um, but I think it's fun to think that it is true. Yeah, if you want to believe that, then sure, nobody sure, sure. can disprove that you're wrong. I I and, don't guess they can exactly. Just... And and also, it's kind of one of those things where it's like completely. Well, I I can't say innocuous belief because we've seen what innocuous beliefs can do to people. But oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's just one of those things I think is funny. I, I don't yeah. necessarily like. I don't necessarily one hundred percent believe it's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, Mars looks like it has man-made, you know, like like man-made structures could have once been there, kind of thing. Um, yeah, it it has like the look of of rivers and roads and that kind of thing, and and sort of um, straight lines and all of that crap on its surface. But here's the thing, like, um. Could it have been inhabited? Sure, why not? Was it? Who knows? Exactly. I, I, I tend to believe it. There's a, a a physicist who said a long time ago, and I think I've already quoted this before, but uh, he was like, you know, if you if you tell me that the stars and bodies are made of witches on broomsticks, that's cool, but bring me the proof. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's interesting, so, though. Cement-like soil. I mean, that's the only th- only thought I had on that when it said cement-like so soil. So, cement-like soil. I mean, that's kind of interesting, though, because, like, you know, cement is just basically, like... Could that be, like, uh, limestone? Because that's cement. It, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a composite. I don't yeah. know exactly. I know it's... I don't know what two soils or what two, you know, samples go into um, cement before it's mixed, but, I mean, it sounds like it just has high concentrations of, of whatever those are. Yes. Um, so a woman taking selfie dies after incidentally, accidentally being pushed by man taking selfie. Yes. This is a article from daily dot. So, so she was taking a selfie and then he was taking a selfie and then he accidentally pushed her and then she died. Yeah. It looks like this take took place in India. Woman died while taking a selfie after being pushed into a river by a man who is believed to have been attempting to take a picture as well. The woman was identified as Nirupama Prajapti. Was near a waterfall in the Sundargara district of Odisha on January third at the time of the incident. Oh, this poor lady. Yeah. Oh man, that's. It I mean, looks that like was... there's a video of it. I. Should we watch it? I I don't know. I don't. Sure. Partic- okay, let's watch it. We'll we'll fucking. React to this shit. Hopefully, it's nothing too bad. I don't like seeing people die personally. On I don't. I don't either. I don't. I don't. I. I think that there should be something on the internet where that shouldn't be a thing that people can readily watch. Oh, of course, there's an error. Of course, there's an error. Well, it looks like we're not getting to watch that today because it's. It doesn't want us to. I didn't particularly want to watch a woman get pushed in a river and die, so. I'm fine not seeing that. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of kind of messed up. I guess we could read more in. I guess I guess this goes and proves my my ultimate point here that uh selfies are just horrible and you should never take them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, now they're now they're fatal. What's yes. next? Selfies what? in the car? What's next? This next one's probably a pretty feel good story I got here. It's from 96 year old a veteran graduates high school. Either okay. that or he's really, really fucking stupid and he's got held back a lot. 
You know, that'd be really bad to be like a like a senior. He's like, you know, that fucking kid. You're like that's 60 like, and you're in 12th grade. We, I know when I was like in high school, there was those, those kids that were like almost 20 and they were still in high school just because oh, yeah. they were like the fuck ups and they like to go, I guess, hang out with the people in high school. Like, they like to have like a cool life or whatever. Yeah, they like drove the freaking, you know, Trans Am to school and bought everybody alcohol and cigarettes because they were like freaking almost 21 still in high school. Yeah, no, I, I've known a couple of those kind of people too. Let's like, let's find out about this 96-year-old veteran who graduated high school. This is coming from KCRA. I believe this is out of Sacramento. Yeah, it's a California news. Oh, look at him in his house and gown. Oh, that is kind of fucking adorable. Oh, he's... Oh, yeah. At 96 years old, Orlando Samuel Romero is officially a high school graduate. Congratulations, Congratulations, Mr. Romero. Congratulations. Congratulations. Getting that education. I wonder if he's going to go to college. Okay. In a socially distant ceremony this week, Romero put on his cap and gown, turned his tassel, and walked across the stage says when he was 18 years old he was drafted into the navy and wasn't able to graduate from albuquerque high school american veterans sacrificed so much to protect our freedom for many of those who served in their youth that includes the chance to receive a high school diploma it is a belated gesture of our lasting respect and appreciation for their service and commitment to our nation robert f kennedy charter school director robert bade said so the Navy Seaman First Class worked with the New Mexico Department of Veterans Services to complete his graduation requirements. When asked what advice Romero had for the younger generation, he said, do the best you can to help anyone who needs it. And that's you know, good advice. That's, that, that's good advice. That's words to live by. And good I, for him for getting his... That's, that's so... I mean, that's a good story. You're 96 years old. I mean, that's like just... That's res- I, I respect that I guess. Yeah. I mean, oh that's yeah. It's like, like I mean, you don't even need to do that, man. You're 96. You can freaking do whatever you want, and everybody's you, just like, oh, he's. You just- can stay up as late as you want. Exactly, like Betty White. Like Betty White. You can yeah. Stay up as late as you want and eat as much ice cream as you want. You can have ice cream for breakfast, but I probably wouldn't recommend it because you're 96 years old, and I don't think sugar would do that good for you. You know, it's funny because uh, Betty White has like, I, I remember a few years back, she was eating like a double cheeseburger every day and she was just like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got another article. This one's a little bit maybe sadder, I guess. It, but this is uh, from KCRA as well. Dorothy Schmidt Cole, the oldest living Marine, dies at 107. Oh, man. What a and, long life. Yeah. And. It's the the crazy part is it's a lady. You wouldn't think that the oldest living marine would be a a female, but 107 years old. That is So she when did she, when was she in the Marines? Let's she was see. only four, 4 feet 11 inches tall. Was deemed too short to meet Navy standards. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Undaunted by her rejection, Cole decided to learn how to fly an airplane and persuaded the Marine Corps to let her be a pilot. Wow. Good for her. 
Good for her. In July 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Marine Corps Women's Reserve into law, giving women the chance to fill positions left open by men headed to combat. The Corps delayed formation of the branch until February 1943, and Cole enlisted five months later at the age of 29, becoming one of the earliest volunteers for the branch. Huh. Well, that's amazing. I, I mean, 200 hours in the cockpit of the Piper Club, Cole completed six weeks of boot camp at Camp, is that Lejeune? Yeah, Lejeune, I would say. At the Women's Reserve, 1st Battalion, and wound up behind a typewriter instead of an airplane. Oh. But you know what? That's that's a good, that's an honorable service rep right there. Yes. 107 that's really that's, that's a, a long oof. i could not imagine like betty white's 99 that lady 107 that... i i can't even imagine like the things that you must see in your lifetime living because like, 100 years i mean that's that's such a that's that's so many advances in technology just in in the exactly. last our last years alone Exactly. That's insane. And actually, something funny about uh, something funny about Betty White is that she's actually older than sliced bread. Really? Yes. That is hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, where does that bring us to on time? Oh, let's see where we're at on time. We are right at the. Probably the stopping point, unless you want to jump onto one more article before we go. We've got three to choose from. We'll do the, the, the last three. You see the one? They're all three look good. One of them's a Vice article. I don't know about that one, but which one do you uh, think looks? One, two, or three? You know, let's. I you know all of these look terrible. Let's just end it on a high note. <laughs> Let's oh. just end it on a high note. Oh, uh, you don't want to talk about stolen cars or banning killed cats or yeah. hate speech. No, yeah. no, I don't. I don't want to talk about those things. <laughs> I don't know the one about the guy stealing the car with the child in the back seat. Came back and lectured the mom about parenting. It's like, I stole your car, but you left your child in this car seat, madam. I actually read some of the article, and apparently the guy came back, yelled at the lady, gave the baby back, and I guess drove off in the car still. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm stealing this car, but now I'm stealing it on principle that you're just a bad parent. Yeah, I mean, we can we can jump into this, but, you know, it's just, it's Okay, funny. sure. Okay, look, Oregon police are looking for a man, they say, stole a car with a child in the back seat, only to return the four-year-old and reprimand the mom about her parenting. The carjacking took place outside of a grocery store in Beaverton, Oregon, on Saturday when the mom left the car running with the child in the back seat, local authorities said. The mother left the car unlocked and went inside to buy a gallon of milk and some meat, according to the Oregonian. The thief happened to walk by and hopped in the car, the New York Post reported. He soon realized the four-year-old was in the back seat and U-turned in the parking lot, returning the child to the mother, but not without scolding her, according to the Beaverton police. He actually lectured the mother for leaving the child in the car and threatened to call the police on her. 
Beaverton Police spokesman <laughs> Officer Matt Henderson told the Oregonian the thief ordered the mom to take the child before driving off in the stolen car. Obviously, we're thankful he brought the little one back and had the decency to do that, Henderson said. Oh, my God. See, that wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Okay. That- so, uh, okay, so this story does have a, a, a kind of a funny ending. But here's the thing. Okay, so here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen out there listening, never leave your child in a car for any reason. For any reason whatsoever. I don't care if you're going to only going to be gone for a minute. I don't care if it's an inconvenience to you. You had the kid. Yeah. Do not leave them in the car. Don't do that to your dogs either. Don't do it to your dogs either. But especially don't do it to your children. Here's the thing. You know, I remember a few years ago there was a a kid that um, was the mom had went to, into a Kroger late at night. Yeah. She was only going to go in and get a couple of things. The car was stolen while she was in there. It had her five-year-old son in the back seat, and they ended up shooting him. Oh, wow. Um, and so it, it, it just, it just so, it, it's not worth the risk. Yeah. It's not worth the risk. Don't, That's... even if you're going to go in for just like a thing or two, take the kid with you. Yeah, you always hear stories of people leaving their kids in the car with the cars running, the kids jumping up and kicking it out of gear, and then they drive through the freaking front of their house or something like that. Yeah. That's constantly happened. Leaving children unattended is just not a good idea, especially in a motor vehicle. That's a- and, especially, and especially, like, I guess you left it running so that the air conditioner would be on and all that, but here's the thing, like... You're a bad parent. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I'll you're, say you're just an awful parent. And then don't the, leave your kid in the car. What if the what if the cops would have took the kid for the, like CPS? It was like, yeah, you left your kid in the car. We're gonna take your kid. Why did you do this? Why why did you leave your kid in the car? Huh? Why? <laughs> We're gonna have to take him away. Whoa. No, but seriously, guys, don't don't leave your kids in the yeah, car. Yeah, don't leave your kids in the car. And on that. This will bring us to the end. Do you have any plugs or shout outs or anything that you want to? So the final episode for this season of Render Me will be out tomorrow. Uh, that will be on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to catch up, now's the perfect time because we will be uh, releasing that sometimes tomorrow uh, night. And uh, I lied last week and said that uh, I was going to be finishing up an album and releasing it in March. I just went ahead and released it. Uh, so that's on my SoundCloud right now. Uh, it's called Techno Babble. And I will also be uh, putting that up on stores and uh, all of that whenever I get my artwork back. My, <laughs> my, my artist is is uh, a little a little mad at me for just finishing up really early. Oh. So uh yeah so check me out on soundcloud and uh check the last episode of render me and uh yeah that's all i got all right well if you want to find me you can find me on facebook david thorne find me on instagram the southern reject southern reject on twitter the southern reject page on facebook don't forget to join our facebook group the thorn in my side facebook group and if you ever want to drop us a line or send us a link or send us some love or tell us we suck 
You can do that at thorninmysidepodcast at gmail.com. I've checked the email and we haven't received any emails yet. So if you have anything you want to send us, please send it to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll shout you out on the show. All right. And that sounds... That's that's the the episode. This was a tribute to Miss Betty White. Happy birthday, Miss Betty White. And hope you have many more. Love you guys. Have a good night. Love you.